Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flintibetty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Happy Monday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. It is episode number 622 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Hope you're ready to have some fun. We've got a lot to get to here in the warm-up. And uh, because it's Monday, the photo album is coming up and we got some gooders. I can hear some fumbling around in the bunker back in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. So let's bring him in here. The Ted Lasso lookalike, Darren Moose DuPont, the president and CEO of DuPont Media. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing really good. How are you? Uh, very well. Very good. well. I'm ready to have some fun today. We've got some, we got some old friends. We got some new friends coming on the program today. Uh, coming up in hour one, Tori Gurley, our NFL insider, is going to be joining us from Columbia, South Carolina. Looking forward to that. Uh, in hour two, Sean Thornton, the Florida Panthers chief commercial officer is going to be joining us his book fighting my way to the top as you've noticed i've been tucking in reading that and we'll be talking about that book we'll be talking about a a big loss for the panthers on saturday night but there'll be a lot of football a lot of ball for all today uh, here on the program but let's jump right into it okay let's get into the photo album because i hope that you have submitted some photos i certainly uh, submitted mine uh, and producer Clark, who I don't think is with us right now, Jordan is flying the Millennium Falcon back there in the bunker. So That's can, right. can we get to the photos, guys, for Great Western Brewing Company before we go any further from our weekend? Yep, let them roll, Jordan. Put them up there, if you don't mind. I don't know in what order they're coming. So, Darren, you may have to uh, sure. narrate over these. Okay. Ah, that's mine. South Beach, Sunday afternoon, a little stroll. No, I didn't go to the Dolphins game. There's a story behind that, but... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and summer here on uh, South Beach, Florida. Moving along, what else do we have? This was going to be a big story. If this is my photo coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, you guys took that one. Saw my little buddy Ebbs, Seattle Kraken Saturday night, taking on the Florida Panthers in a wild hockey game. We're going to be talking about that. It was nice to rekindle friendships with Jordan, the former Regina Pat, and voted the greatest world junior ever to be produced by this country on the tsn poll what else do you got let's keep rolling let's go chop chop oh this is a very popular shot darren explain yeah this is me and my dad we were at the curling mom was there too but dad and i uh, had an original 16 beer at the uh, at the curling trials in saskatoon they came into town for a few days so that was really awesome and i think there's one more shot of what i did on the weekend when i finally put my feet up 
The only other piece of business I did is I went out and purchased, uh, we went and picked up our Christmas tree on the weekend. So I'm not sure if we have that photo or not, or if this is, there to go. So that's our empty Christmas tree. Hasn't been decorated yet, but that was literally the extent. The rest of it was spent feet up on the couch. So it was good. You deserved it. If anybody deserved the break, it's you. Our photo album is brought to you by Great Western Brewing Company. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you today. Oh, that's the jug viewer submitted with the women's rep for the Olympics for Canada. Jennifer Jones, I see that. Thank you for sending that, Pat. Do we have any other viewer submitted photos? What do we got? Oh, this is from producer Clark's dad. I saw this on social media from Rod Monroe saying something along. The, well, that was Clark's photo. Okay, he must have been sitting with his dad, Rod, at the playoff game yesterday. Good. So there's our photos. And that's an oldie, that's isn't an it? Old or is that a new one? That's moves? an old one. Okay. Yeah. But it's good to show okay, it again. Okay, good. Yes, exactly. So there's our photo album, A Wonderful Weekend for All. Okay, can we hit the quick six show horn? Uh, Jordan needs eight hands back there, but he's got them all. Okay, let's jump right into it. Point one, it's Canada's daytime sports talk show. We got to talk about the CFL divisional semifinals. We'll start. Point one is the West. It wasn't perfect, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders reached the CFL's Western final with a 33-30 double overtime victory over the Calgary Stampeders at Mosaic Stadium. In double overtime after two runs by Willie P, William Powell, Brett Lowther kicked a 34-yard field goal to propel the Riders into the Western Final, which will be at Winnipeg next Sunday. In the game, the Stamps and the Riders combined for eight turnovers, six of which came in a sloppy first half. So let's spend a minute on the football game. If you don't mind, I'll give my take, then I want to hear yours. This game went exactly according to script. There wasn't one moment. I was watching this game on ESPN2 that I didn't think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were going to win. I believed it all game long. I picked them to cover the two-point spread from betregal.net, and they did the 400. Look, this is, this is my commentary today. This is exactly the script the Riders have played all along. Cody Fajardo throws some mind-numbing interceptions. Some are off tips. Some are off overthrows. He had to rush for 89 yards. Brett Lather hit it, up, hit it upright with one of his field goal attempts, but they overcome all of that. And they win their first ever playoff game. Now, it didn't help Calgary's case that Bo Levi Mitchell wasn't good. And if you saw his postgame comments, he wasn't happy with himself. He threw the two interceptions. But this is not the Calgary that we're used to. They're a team that would make you pay for your mistakes. And on Sunday, they did not do that to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders know they can't play this way and beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They know that. I mean, that was the first comment from everybody after the game. If they throw four interceptions... Jason Vega said this, the former Blue Bomber. He said, don't even turn the bus off in Winnipeg, Riders, if you're going to throw four interceptions. It's going to be a quick afternoon. That's not something the Riders need to worry about today. Darren, they won the game. They did everything they had to do to win. They overcame a lot. And uh, they're moving on. Yeah. So bravo to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I literally, as God is my witness, never doubted them for a second in the football game. What was your take? Unbelievable. I mean... That's Cody, though, right? Isn't that Cody? I mean, no matter what, he's still a big game player. He's a gamer. And, you know, overcoming adversity is how you win. You know, there's going to be adversity somewhere. Calgary's had adversity this year. They kind of overcame it down the stretch to get into the playoffs, but they couldn't overcome it on Sunday. The Riders could. And that's, that's what they do. I mean, Cody able to drive down that field and give them the lead and get the game to overtime. And then... Yeah, Brett Lawler, what can you say? I mean, he called himself the best kicker in, in the league, and then he proved it by kicking the game winner at the end. I mean, 
you don't often see Rennie Paradis miss, but, you know, that was a big moment for Lowther. I guess the question, you know, what was going through your mind when there was the flag on the kick? It ended up being all good. Lowther knew it was good, so that's all that really mattered. Uh, wasn't concerned because I knew that he'd make the next one. Yeah. I really, really did. And I, we got to talk with Brett and see what it was when he tapped his wrist there like it's time. I, do you know what that was about, why he tapped his wrist? I don't know. No, he always I, has those cool celebrations after his field goal. So we'll have to DM him and see what he meant by that. But Calgary, for our Calgary viewers, the Stamps have a lot of explaining to do. You know, Sean Lemon took a swing at Duke Williams. We found out afterwards that he was allegedly spit on. Well, that wasn't called. The spit wasn't called. We don't know whether that happened or not. It's the playoff time. You need to hold your water, as they say in football terms, and not get baited into that kind of thing. So Calgary... Yeah, I, I say the Riders deserve to win it because they scratched it out, but Calgary deserved to lose it with their turnovers, bad penalties, all the rest. So we'll move on and come back to this. I do have some wonderful hockey stories, by the way, from the weekend, too, for our hockey viewers that have tuned in. So hang on. We might not get to them here in the opening block because there's a lot of football and a little curling. But as we look out east, Brandon Banks and Don Jackson scored touchdowns as an opportunistic Hamilton Tiger Cats team defeated the Montreal Alouettes 23-12 to in the East Division semifinal. Hamilton rode its defense to victory. The unit forced five turnovers and recorded five sacks to the delight of a Tim Hortons gathering of 21,892. With the win, Hamilton will now face the Toronto Argonauts next Sunday in the Eastern Final. The Argos won the season series three games to one, and we can spend some time on that. Listen, a lot of my football buddies were like, are you going to the Dolphins game? Are you going to the Dolphins game? Well, as I showed you, I was in South Beach. I'm trying to limit my sports live activities to one event. A weekend, if possible. I think I went to three Panthers games last weekend. So um, I came back from South Beach, watched the Eastern semifinal, and my word. Bravo Hamilton, the blackout, if, if that's what they were calling it, looked really good. Very well-attended football game. The conditions looked abhorrent. And this is another thing where, by the virtue of Montreal's five turnovers, the sacks they allowed, the I don't know if the Ticats won it. The Alouettes lost it. And there were some people fitting Trevor Harris with goat horns and the na 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 you didn't get it done. Well, the portion of the game I saw was dreadful defensive coverage on the back end. Drop passes. Trevor Harris was putting the, the ball right on guys, and they were dropping it. Maybe it was the conditions. I don't know. But the best team won. And now Hamilton goes into Toronto for the East Final next Sunday. And we were talking about this on Friday, you and I. Remember pinball? Yep. Going into the year, sandbagging, going, oh, we got to play Hamilton four times, guys. I don't know how we're going to do. And they go out and kick their butt three out of four meetings. And I expect that's going to happen. I, yeah, you know, We got all week to talk about what's going to happen in these divisional finals, but I think Toronto's going to come out on top. But that should be a hell of a game, too. It, it's going to be a hell of a game. And, yeah, I expected more of the Montreal Alouettes. You're right. Too many mistakes in the football game, both sides of the football. You know, and we wanted more of Trevor Harris, too, but it's it's everybody has to play better but you're right this is kind of the game you want hamilton toronto you know for all the marbles to go to the great cup in the east and for hamilton to go to the great cup at home so it's going to be great there's a ton of storylines hamilton trying to get back there but the argos sitting there waiting they're looking pretty good too in the season series as you mentioned so yeah it'll be it'll be a fun week getting ready for those games well i think the matchups we'd like to see if we had our druthers our one of two, I think. A Grey Cup rematch, Hamilton-Winnipeg would be very fitting, I think, from the last Grey Cup 2019 in Calgary. 
because the yeah. Ticats have a lot of unfinished business. Or as we talked about, a Saskatchewan-Toronto Grey Cup would be delicious given the synergies between John Murphy, Chris Jones, and Stephen McAdoo and all those coaches over there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I said that we're going to get around to hockey, and we will, but our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Clark and I came up with this. The big news really in the hockey world coming out of the weekend was Mark Bergevin being fired by the Montreal Canadiens. And we'll probably spend a lot more time on hockey here in the second segment. But uh, the question is, did Mark Bergevin deserve to be fired as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens? I thought I would just throw that in there before we go any further. My vote would be no, but you can't watch SportsCenter or even open up your Twitter without seeing that Montreal Canadiens are off to their worst start in franchise history. So right there you would say, oh, okay, fire somebody. Yeah. But I'm like, well, their goalie's in rehab. And like, you know what I mean? And he's not anymore. But, I mean, there are some extenuating circumstances for a team that just went to the Stanley Cup final last year. But we'll come back on that. I just wanted to throw in that that is our poll question. Our third point in the Quick 6 show toppings here is curling. Brad Gushu will represent Canada at the Winter Olympics in Beijing in February. Gushu defeated Brad Jacobs 4-3 in the men's final at Canada's Olympic curling trials. Earlier in the day, Jennifer Jones won the women's final with a 6-5 extra end victory over Tracy Fleury. Fitting, I think, that Jennifer Jones and Brad Gushu are going to represent our country. Two huge names in the game. Tracy Flurry was the great, greatest skip all week, but couldn't get it done in the final. But I see now Gushu and Jacobs have met like around 60 times. Did you get the sense, Darren, that they hate each other when you were at SaskTel Center? Did you? Is there a rivalry there? They're a little sick of playing each other, right? And, right. you know, lately it's been all Gushu. Um, in that series, and I think Jacobs is a little frustrated. Gushu kind of put him to sleep throughout that game. So I get it a little bit, a little bit of like a rivalry forming in curling, which is kind of cool. It just naturally happens. It just naturally happens when you meet each other so many times. To the NFL and point four, Lamar Jackson's 13-yard touchdown pass in the third quarter lifted the Ravens to a 16-10 victory over the Cleveland Browns on Sunday night football. Lamar threw a career-high four interceptions, believe it or not. And uh, Mac Jones, your Titans, because my my uh, Cowboys haven't played since last Thursday. Although they are in the news today, COVID outbreak with the Cowboys, because of course there is. And Mike McCarthy isn't going to coach this Thursday when the Cowboys take on the Saints. But Mac Jones threw two touchdown passes. New England's defense forced four turnovers. And the Patriots earned their sixth straight win, 36-13 over your Tennessee Titans. What is going on with both teams? I'll give you 60 seconds before we move on. You watch the whole game. What is going on with those teams? Injuries and mistakes. I mean, Tennessee, for whatever reason, almost rushed for 300 yards in the football game. It was wild. But mistakes. You break off a 50-yard run, fumble it. You know, nobody has dealt with more injuries. The Titans are about to set a record for most players used. And you're missing your playmakers, right? Your top two receivers are out, missing a tight end, missing Derrick Henry. You're depleted a little bit on the defensive side of the football. But on the other side, New England's got it all going on. They don't give up big plays defensively. They don't take penalties. They win time of possession, right? They've got a good offensive line. Their defense is pretty good. And Mac Jones is distributing the football. So New England might be the best team in the AFC right now. And Tennessee isn't close but you get those guys back, and Tennessee could jump back to number one. So 
Um, it was that kind of a game. Well, we're flying through this. We're into point five. And then we'll break and come back with a lot more time on point six and the hockey discussion. But point five is the Western Mustangs and Saskatchewan Huskies advance to the Vanier Cup in very different ways Saturday afternoon. The Mustangs emphatically punched their ticket to the Canadian College Football Final with a 61-6 to route of visiting St. FX in the Mitchell Bowl on Saturday. Western led 23 to nothing after the first quarter and 51-3 to at the half in front of a hometown crowd in London, Ontario. Shout out London. Got a lot of viewers there. The Huskies, meanwhile, outscored their Carabin 13-1 in the fourth quarter to eke out a low-scoring 14-10 victory in Montreal to claim the UTEC Bowl. Adam Mackert scored the winning touchdown on a 13-yard run with five seconds left in the game. And look, what a story these Huskies have become. This whole story. Now the Vanier Cup pits Scott Flory of the Huskies against Greg Marshall of the Mustangs next Sunday at Laval and at the stadium there in Quebec City. And I just kind of feel like we're on board with this Huskies team. You more so than me. You've done a lot more work with the Huskies. And you know the Mackert family well. But what a story. And they're going up against the um, Western Mustangs, who I'm led to believe could beat the Edmonton Elks if they were to go meet out in the parking lot. It's going to be a hell of a football game. It's something. It really is. I mean, that game, the Husky game against Montreal, Mason Nias couldn't get going in the game. The offense couldn't get rolling. They used Adam Ackert sparingly. But then as the game wore on, we know this team's a second-half team. They started getting things going. But it was a defensive battle. It was hard fought. It was tough. But you got 11 seconds on the clock. You're at the 13-yard line. And Scott Flory, who's the head coach and the offensive coordinator, calls a running play. But when you got Adam Mackard, he runs it in from 13 yards out to win it. I just thought that was an incredible, incredibly confident call. Took a lot of guts. And it worked off. It paid off. And it was a really cool moment. Western's interesting, too, because, you know, two years ago, it was Western that beat Saskatchewan in the Mitchell Bowl and ended Saskatchewan's opportunity to go to a Vanier Cup then, in which we thought Saskatchewan might have been a better team. So this will be a really interesting game. They're a really uh, tough defensive team, and we know Western can put up some points. we got a break. We're going to turn the viewers loose when we come back. Some of them have issue with you, Moose, which is a nice change from me. So we'll uh, answer those questions. Um, all the hockey, all of the hockey. When we come back, we'll turn the viewers loose and we'll start a brand new week of Taco Time viewer takeover. Look for the comment of the week for Taco Time. And shout out to Jeff, the Stamps fan, for showing up today, showing up today after his Stampeders lost out on Sunday in the Western semifinal. So we'll be right back. This has been the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show back on Game Plus Television today, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. RP Show, broadcasting live from South Florida. And the Moose is in the bunker for now. He's going to be on the road again this week. He is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. 
I see the viewers are in a good mood to open the new week. And I love that, Moose. You can see the viewer uh, comments, obviously, right up in front of you. That's right. And I'll start Taco Time viewer takeover a little early. By the way, Jeff Caldwell of Oregon State was the winner of the comment of the week last week for Taco Time. So he gets a $50 gift card in U.S. funds. How about that? Uh, and a Taco Time online ordering is available. Try it today and get a free burrito on your first order. Use promo code free burrito when you sign up. We got a big viewership here today. And I know that they want to chat about the CFL. I'll just say this. I was on the Outsiders podcast this morning with Britton Griffiths and Robin Brownlee, two longtime stalwarts of the Edmonton media. And Robin Brownlee came out and he's predicting a Winnipeg Blue Bomber win by 20 in Sunday's West Final. And I said, I'm not ready to go that far. I'm not ready to even really think about it yet. But I will install my own personal betting line 7.5 favorites the winnipeg blue bombers over saskatchewan in the, in the uh, west final sunday i know i don't want to sorry to spring this on you but no it's okay what would be your points what would be your point spread be a lot closer probably closer to four and a half i'd probably go Ooh. four and a half winnipeg just because of their dominance throughout the season they're at home but things tighten up when you get further into the playoffs and you don't see big spreads for games like this so i'd probably go four and a half I think at seven and a half, you'd get a lot of bets coming in on Saskatchewan. So we'll see when they when they drop. But yeah, I'll go four and a half. Viewers can see on the screen the text line is open. 902-518-3033 to text us here on the RP show. And uh, thank you to the hockey fans for hanging in this long into the program because I'm going to roll into point six of the quick six show topics. And that is the NHL is where we'll start. Dimitri Orlov scored on a power play with 2.55 remaining, and the Washington Capitals recovered after blowing a two-goal lead to beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-2 Sunday. Michael Bunting, Alexander Kerfoot, and William Nylander each had a goal and a helper, and Toronto beat Anaheim 5-1 to tie a franchise record with its seventh straight road win. Ryan Hartman broke a two-all tie midway through the third, and Minnesota beat Tampa Bay 4-2. Timu Meyer scored on a deflection and added an empty netter. James Reimer earned his 42nd career shutout in San Jose beat Chicago 2-0. Andreas Johnson had two goals and two helpers. Jesper Bratt had a goal and two assists. And New Jersey beat Philadelphia 5-2. And lastly, Brad Marchand scored the tying goal on a power play in the third period and set up David Pasternak's go-ahead goal, helping Boston over Vancouver 3-2. And as we sit here today on this Monday, Vancouver has still not fired anybody. I don't understand. Montreal, I get. Eh-ish. And again, that's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Did Mark Bergevin deserve to be fired as general manager of the Montreal Canadiens? Last I looked, over 60% on Twitter saying, yes, he did. I voted for no. But there are more reasons, uh, by the way, and I guess there's no need to um, belabor last night's games. Let's talk about what's going on today. So Mark Bergevin gets fired. As I mentioned, his goalie was in the player assistance program for over a month and hasn't returned to the ice yet. That might, their MVP, by the way. Yeah. And they were in the Stanley Cup final just last year. But there's more than meets the eye to this. And you said that you were following Eric Engel's Twitter, Twitter feed this morning, the uh, Sportsnet Canadians reporter. And Eric is saying, well, Jeff Molson, the owner of the Habs, meeting with the media today. And this Logan... 
Mayu draft in the first round last year seems to be tied into Bergevin's undoing here. That, that's the sense I got, because you alerted me. You're like, go look at Eric Engel's Twitter feed. So that Molson was asked about it. And while he, from what I could glean, he didn't say, this is why we're fire, firing Mark Bergevin, but it's part of it. And this is the guy that was charged um, sexual misconduct issue with a teenage girl in Europe. And they drafted him anyways. And the, there was a lot of egg on the team's face because of that. Yeah. So... There's so there's more there's more to this than just the Habs being off to their worst start in franchise history. I guess much is what more. I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's much more. I mean, you look at that. Now they're going to go to a two man system. You know, um, a GM and the senior VP of hockey ops, um, Jeff Gordon, which has been hired instead of just one guy. And Jeff Molson was say, is saying that it's too much responsibility for one person, and so we're going to make this a two man job. They're both going to run the organization on the hockey side. But this goes back further. I saw a great stat from TSN this morning on, when I was uh, browsing social media. The Canadians have the eighth worst winning percentage over the past seven years. There's only seven teams that have been worse over the past seven years. Now, Vancouver's one of them, Ottawa, Buffalo, New Jersey, LA, the usual suspects, but Montreal is there. So this hasn't just been a one-year problem. It's been a seven-year problem for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, they did get to the, to the Stanley Cup last year, but that happens. You get teams that come together at the right time. You know, you add the right pieces at the deadline, but is it sustainable? You know, we had heard from Montreal Canadian fans, even last year they wanted Bergevin fired. And then they go on to the Stanley Cup, and all of a sudden, you know, that kind of erased the memory of the disappointment they had been through over the, most of the last decade. So I think this was a long time coming. I don't think this is just because of the start to this season. Before I go any further and talk about Saturday night at the Panthers Kraken game, which I feel that why it needs to be talked about. I said we were going to get into uh, Taco Time viewer takeover. Donald Mitchell writes in and says, glad to see the U Sports Champions games on CBC Gem. Would be nice to see regular season games on Gem to get to know the players and teams. Uh, from Jack Fulton regarding... Sunday's Western semifinal. He says, I'm happy for the win for my friend Micah Johnson after losing his dad, Skip. Skip was a great man who I had much respect for. No matter who won in Regina, the Bombers are going to, going to be extremely hard to beat. I picked Bombers versus Argos in the next two weeks. Metal Shingle Guy, big Ryder fan, writes in. He says, so is an 80% Shaq Evans better than a 100% Rashad Davis or Terrell Janna? Minus four yards and not the best blocking receiver they have. He's not been the same since he came back early from a broken foot. I'm just reading it. I'm not really commenting on it. Remember Alan, the intern, who's not our intern anymore, but you remember him? Yes. He wants to know if there's any updates on the jingle soundtrack. The 902-518-3033. Any update on that? No update, but I have a meeting on it this afternoon, so I will update you in the morning. Gotcha. And I'll find out where it's at. The, some of the viewers were upset at you that you said the UTEC Bowl would be on CBC. So Tacona Powell in Winnipeg says he sat in front of his television all afternoon Saturday. No game. WTF. Yeah. So, so how do you respond to that? On that. Um, it was on CBC, but it was the digital online version. So um, I guess if it wasn't on your local the, CBC package, it was on the Gem app. 
and it was available on, on cbc.ca. So I watched it on the Gem app on my TV. Gotcha. Um, Darren in Salt Lake City watching and says, Cam Newton is the best rushing quarterback in the NFL, and that got him benched Sunday. Oh, yeah. The Dolphins have won four in a row. Fins up, making that? a race of things in, in the AFC East. Um, John Kirby in Edmonton says, Rod, Ottawa Senators captain Brady Kachuk has accused the LA Kings Brendan Lemieux of biting him during a scuffle in Saturday night's game in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, John. I'm not an idiot. I watch SportsCenter. And it's in my 10 things column. I don't know if you had time to read it, Darren, on Sunday. You probably didn't. But I said, I don't know whether he bit him or not. But I love it. I'm here for it. That is straight 90s NHL right there. Yeah. Just look at the surnames. Lemieux Kachuk. And the funny thing in hockey circles is they're like, Kachuk was never an idiot like his kids. Yeah, people would say that about my dad. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah. Still very, um, this is Kachuk Lemieux. This is fun. And if he bit him, I look, there's 37 different camera angles of anything that goes on in the National Hockey League or any sports these days. If he did it, it'll be caught on video. And it's funny that he said that because I, I saw the highlight. I wasn't watching the game, <laughs> but I saw Kachuk screaming at the ref. He bit me. It was pretty clear what he was saying, but I don't think there's any video evidence of it. I don't know if there is or not. Like, I haven't seen it, and you know what? If he bit him, I mean, you, you can't bite somebody, especially in today's age. With COVID and everything, I don't know if you can spread it through biting somebody, but, uh, but it's, it's fun for the rivalries. It's fun for the intensity. Get some hate in the game. I think it's good. The hate is good. I think it's awesome. I have no idea how this came up, but Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and he says, uh, reading is for rich people. Unfortunately, no one reads anymore. I've been spending my weekend reading this baby, Sean Thornton's book, Fighting My Way to the Top, and loving it. Sean Thornton, the uh, Florida Panthers chief commercial officer, is going to be with us next hour to talk about his book and the Panthers who've got Washington in here Tuesday night, and I'll be at the game. That's a nice uh, segue, by the way. Check how much time we have. Well, I'll make it real quick. It's a big game. Uh, 15,300 and change were at Florida Live Arena, FLA Live Arena Saturday night for the Seattle Kraken, and we all thought, oh, this will be a laugher. To quote John Frenzy, no. Spencer Knight starts in goal for Florida, their rookie. At the other end, Chris Dreger for the Kraken, the former Florida goalie who went in the expansion draft. And to make a long story short, yeah, let's go in chronological order. Warm-ups, I am down at the glass like hundreds of other little kids, and I'm banging on the glass, taking videos and photos of Jordan Eberle. He sees me, laughs, starts skating over to me, and I hear him go, wow. And he's literally grinning ear to ear, and he comes up and beats on the glass. I have video of it. And, of course, it's COVID times. We can't get anywhere closer than that sheet of glass. But we were, he went out and scored two greasy goals, Everly style, crack and win, 4-1, and denies the Florida Panthers an NHL record 12th straight win to start the season. So they share the record now, 11 straight wins at home to start the season with the 63-64 Chicago Blackhawks. And I said to Ebbs after the game, I can't believe they didn't play Bobrovsky. 
And Ebbs is like, well, it was back-to-back. Bob played the night before in Washington. I'm like, so what? You played the night before in Tampa, Ebbs? Like, when did this become a thing? These guys played three games in three nights in junior. And Kelly Rudy and I have debated this. Where did this become part of the code of hockey that goalies can't play on back-to-back nights? And what it told me, and Adam, maybe Sean Thornton will discuss this next hour, but that the Panthers weren't as interested in setting an NHL record for a 12-game win streak at home as they were giving Sergei Bobrovsky the night off. Like, you, I would think you'd throw the kitchen sink at the Seattle Kraken, wouldn't you? Because in the end, I like Spencer Knight, but he lost a goaltending battle to Chris Dreger in the game Saturday night, Darren. So that's my take. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask for yours. That's what went down Saturday night, and the streak's over, and they'll look to start another one uh, Tuesday night when the Washington Capitals come here to Sunrise, Florida. Moose, we'll see you back in hour two. What do you say? See you then. Okay. Our NFL analyst, Tori Gurley, joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Brand new week opens with the RP show on the way. Florida Panthers chief commercial officer and two-time Stanley Cup champion Sean Thornton from right down here in South Florida. Week 12 in the National Football League has one more game to go. It's the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team tonight joining us to talk Four downs and maybe a little three downs if we have time is our NFL insider, Tory Gurley, former Green Bay Packer and Cleveland Brown. Hey, Tory, good to see you, my man. Have I talked to you since you became a dad? I don't think I have. Congratulations, man, on the birth of Tory Jr. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, he's definitely keeping us up. The grandparents were here uh, a couple weeks ago. They came down from, uh, from Strasburg and they were spoiling them, and now uh, we're literally just leaving the doctor's appointment. So uh, I got Kim and TJ right behind me. <laughs> oh, hey, Kim and TJ. Who's, who is TJ's favorite NFL team, by the way? Have we figured that out yet? He likes them all. You know, I, I think he, he's a fan <laughs> of football. You know, we, we have him watching, you know, the Canadian League, NFL, college. You know, every, every chance we get, we always spend that time bonding, watching games together. Tori, I got to ask you this, and I will not keep you long, but I guess on tonight's Monday night game, the Seahawks are off to their worst start in the Pete Carroll era. They haven't had Russell Wilson for all of it. Washington's on a win streak. Do the Dallas Cowboys have anything to worry about for that NFC East division crown from Washington or from the Eagles or even the Giants? Anybody in that? In that, or will tonight maybe tell a tale a little bit of that with Washington? Yeah, I think the only threat could be the Washington football team. But that division is so bad, they're beating up on each other, and Dallas just, you know, finding ways to kind of escape by. So we'll see, but it is a big game for uh, Washington tonight. Hopefully they can go out and handle business. Um, right now, Seattle, um, they're just not looking good. You know, Russ is coming back from uh, his hand surgery. Uh, Pete Carroll has, you know, somewhat lost the team defensively. Um, they're not the same team that we've accustomed to, to seeing on Saturday, well, on Sundays and Mondays when they can go out and hold opponents to minimal points. Um, they're really dependent on Russ, and Russ, 
you know, with him being injured, I just don't know exactly how it's going to go. And the run game is just awful for him right now. Like they, the, the run game is Russell Wilson, so we will see how it plays out tonight. Going to be a fantastic football game on Monday Night Football. What teams do you think are trending, for instance, Tori? Like, there's some interesting things going on. What are what the Patriots won now? Like, six in a row. Titans are on a slide. Some very interesting things have turned here in the second half. Which team should legit – the Rams? Who should legitimately be concerned after a strong first half and now they're sliding a bit in the second? Yeah, the New England Patriots are rolling. Um, you know, everybody wanted to crown Tom Brady and say he won the divorce. And out of nowhere, here comes Bill Belichick and, and, and the crew. And those guys are they're playing their best ball and when it starts to get cold outside, and that's what matters. Um, the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're playing well. Um, they look like they're going to be a number one seed. And, um, you know, those are the two teams right now are playing the best ball. And everyone else is trying to find themselves. We'll see if Kansas City can bounce back. Um, but I, I'm I'm totally disappointed in like the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. You know they had so much hype, and now these teams are somewhat starting to come back down to earth. So um, it's going to be important for them for this those two programs to get back on track because if not, um, you know Cleveland cannot make the playoffs, and Dallas can make the playoffs and get bounced. You know in, in the first round. So we will see how that goes. Cowboys have lost three of four. And as you heard this morning, Mike McCarthy will miss this week's game because of a COVID outbreak. Um, I just think they'll be better without him. So we'll see come Thursday night. A lot of viewers have questions for you, Tori. Jamie Anstey's watching in Nova Scotia. He says, how much longer will Bears fans have to see Nagy in Chicago? Feels like we've been asking you that for a while. Yeah, Chicago is too cheap to fire people during the year. So I think, you know, once the season is over with, that's when they'll get rid of coach. Um, they just don't believe in, you know, sending you home early and having to pay you. So that, that'll make you stay the whole 17 weeks. And then, uh, you know, they'll get rid of you on Black Monday, just like a lot of other teams do. But you have some teams that are very impatient and fire guys during the year. So, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, Chicago, you know, I just kind of feel bad for them. You know, Justin Fields, extremely talented, but he doesn't have enough talent around him. I uh, de definitely doesn't have the coaching staff to build them up. And it's just a struggle. And that defense, they fell apart. You know, once upon a time, Chicago had a, a defense that could just keep guys out of the end zone. And now, you know, they're giving up big plays and it, they're just not the same team. Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg wants to know, hey, Tori, does Green Bay get out of the NFC championship game if they make it there? It depends on who they play. You know, I, I'm I'm still scared of Tampa Bay. I think just the way they're constructed as a team, um, it, it's hard for Green Bay to compete with that type of, you know, guys, the uh, caliber of players they have on the other end. But if it's anyone else, I think they have their number. And obviously, you know, Tom Brady, you know, like Tom is, that's what makes that this rivalry great between Tom and Aaron. It seemed like Tom just finds a way uh, to, to just turn it on in the, in the playoffs and, you got to go through him. And at the end of the day, the Bucks are the defending champs. And, you know, until somebody knock them off, you know, I just continue to, you know, give them the upper hand right now. But if Green Bay continues to handle business and if they get some help along the way uh, with Tampa losing, you know, I, I definitely could see Green Bay being in the Super Bowl this year. You know, and how, oh man, I could go on with you all day on this. Uh, Aaron doing Aaron things. He threw two touchdown passes on whatever that is going on on his foot. Uh, they beat the Rams 36 to 28. It just seems like he just has fun toying 
with the media and jerking people around. Has he always been that way? You played with him. Wasn't your locker right beside his? He just seems to get off on this stuff. Yeah, Aaron, you know, he knows how to play to the crowd and to the media and uh, extremely smart guy, like very smart. And, you know, if you read too much into it, you know, he'll make you look bad. So um, the best thing with him is just allow him to go out and compete. I, I wouldn't try to piss him off because that's when he plays great. And sometimes he, he does that to kind of get fired up, you know, just to hear people talk bad about him just so he can have some bulletin board material to go out there and, and prove people wrong. So, uh, but he, at the end of the day, he's a great teammate. Um, you know, I, I have nothing but great stuff to say about him because literally he's one of the reasons why I'm on this show right now is because he gave me a chance to make that roster back in uh, 2010. So. Um, you know, we'll see how it works out for the Packers, but I'm definitely a fan of Aaron and, and, and that organization. One more NFL and hopefully some CFL if we can squeeze it in. The LA Rams were constructed to play in the Super Bowl in the Roan Stadium this February. And it, they're seven and four, but they've lost three in a row. Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, OBJ now. They made the trade for Matthew Stafford. You weren't supposed to lose three in a row, Tori. Like they're going in the wrong direction. What is going on there? I think the loss of Robert Woods is tremendous. You know, he is, he's a top five receiver in the NFL. Now, most fans or people who follow, you know, fantasy football, they're like, that guy, who is that guy? But literally, people who know football, it is hard to, you know, get ready to uh, match up against Robert. That guy can run routes in a slot. He can run routes from out wide. He blocks. He makes all the critical catches. He's not just a guy that, you know, makes the, the, the big play, but he also does the small things, and that's what make him such an asset to that team. And when, when he went down with that ACL injury now, you know, it's forcing the Rams to do things differently. And obviously, when you bring in all those new players, it takes time. It's chemistry. You know, I, it, just because you put a super team together doesn't mean they're going to go out and be able to play like a super team. You know, they're, they're going to be great on paper, but you still got to go out and play the game. And, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, he is improving as a winner. You know, he's extremely talented, but this is the time of the year where people want to see, can he compete with the elites? You know, he has the the body, he has the arm, but he hasn't got it done in the, in the regular season. It hasn't done in the postseason either. We're going out getting those big wins. Tori, this has been wonderful. We've reached the end of our time. I always enjoy our time together. My best to Kim and TJ again, and uh, stay safe and good luck to the little man. All right. Thanks for having me. Our NFL insider, Tori Gurley, joining us. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover. We'll get into that CFL stuff. Viewer takeover brought to you, of course, by Taco Time. And the number's on the screen to text us, 902-518-3033. Brand new week means we're starting all over again for our comment of the week for Taco Time. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is time for the Taco Time viewer takeover. Taco Time wants you to know they're not tater tot. They're Mexican fries. And to that I say, are you, are you sure? 
because they have the exact same consist- consistency as tater tots. <clears throat> and they're all great. Just before we do turn it over to the streets and our viewers, here's what's going on today. Montreal Canadiens owner and President Jeff Molson says, running the hockey operations of the storied NHL team is a multi-person job, and that will be the approach going forward. Molson addressed reporters today after a front office shakeup on the weekend saw the dismissal of three top Canadians executives, including general manager Mark Bergevin. Molson said the search is underway for a bilingual GM that will work in tandem with recently hired executive VP of Hockey Operations, Jeff Gorton. And as I told you weeks ago, that next GM will be Matthew Darch, the current VP of Hockey Operations of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You heard it here first. Weeks ago, I heard Chris Johnston say it on Sportsnet, uh, sorry, Sports Center this morning. You're welcome. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, by the way, is did Mark Bergevin deserve to be fired? And at press time, last I looked, over 60% of respondents saying, yes, he did. I voted no. Also this morning, Dallas Cowboys coach Mike Carthy has entered COVID-19 protocols and won't be on the sideline for Thursday night's game in New Orleans. McCarthy, who has said he's uh, vaccinated, will be involved in all meetings virtually and will direct game preparations, the team said today. McCarthy is the sixth Dallas coach or staff member to be sidelined for the game against the Saints. This sports update is for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or Christmas party now. For the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL games put on. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Last minute, last minute of play in hour one. Regarding my earlier story of uh, spending time with Jordan Everly of the Seattle Kraken here in South Florida the other night, Jeff Caldwell watching in the state of Oregon, Redmond, Oregon to be exact, says, Ebbs is my favorite Kraken. Last week, the Kraken defeated Washington, Carolina, and Florida. Is that enough to escape the bottom five? Stay tuned. By the way, I had to laugh. The Kraken stayed down here in South Florida until today where they're going up to play the Sabres tonight, even though they've been off since Saturday night. Just a little extra time in the sun. Buffalo, sunrise. Buffalo, South Florida. Randy in Winnipeg says, uh, Morning, Rod. And Moose watched the Caps-Hurricanes game yesterday. Had a playoff feel. Is Ovi the early MVP? We'll talk about that next hour, plus more CFL here on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.